Yes, it's Monday, and we all know what that means by now, don't we? Yes, it's time to talk about ghosts. Hooray! Um, I'm in my new office space. I've just spent 30 minutes fighting with a curtain pole to make it sound less echoey. I think I've won. I think we can all agree it sounds less echoey. And um, also fighting with a sticker that says Alt Edge Media, which is the name of the limited company I had to set up. And I put it on the door, and... Um, you know, like when you put a plastic screen on a phone and you've got to be very careful because there's bubbles on it and you've got to keep redoing it. Imagine that with a one meter long door. Oh my God. You've not seen, I mean, you've heard me when I get angry, like or when I get frustrated. Oh my God. This is like the incredible sulk. Honestly, it was, it was ridiculous. I'm embarrassed for myself and anyone who's trying to run a professional business around me. Anywho, how are you all doing? I hope you're all doing fantastically well. What have we got in store for today? Well, we have plenty of things in store. We have a very interesting um, Reddit corner with Becca. It's actually fucking terrifying, if I'm being perfectly honest. Some of the descriptions within there. But first and foremost, we of course need to thank our wonderful team over at Patreon. Now, if you enjoy this show, the one that you're hearing right now, over at Patreon, we do two extra shows a week. So if you like this sort of, don't get me wrong, this show is Marmite. You either listen and go, yeah, yeah, that was quite funny. Oh, it's a bit, uh, what, what, what would Netflix call it? Irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm cringing as I'm saying that. But my point being is that if you do like the show, then this is just a teaser for what you get on Patreon. Because on Patreon, you get two additional shows a week. One is normally me and Becca talking about something paranormal, and the other is just me rambling about anything and everything that comes into my brain. This week coming, in fact, is it this week coming? Yes, it is. Me and Becca are going to do um, uh, a thing that we found in a new edition of, a very special edition of 14 Times, where it looks at an area of Southport, Holsall, Moss, hmm, and uh, yeah, and it was good, very interesting. I didn't realise, because that's on my bloody doorstep. Well, not literally, because, you know, then I'd live in Southport. Anyway, so head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And when you do, when you bloody do, not only do you get those extra shows, not only do you support the show, but you also get your name sung to you as a thank you. I mean, I don't know any other show that does that. Maybe someone else has picked it up. I don't know. But I bet you they don't do it as well as me. The caveat, they might. So, let's do that. The guitar is well and truly out, and we have, I don't know, I'm going to fit it all in, we have one Patreon. One new Patreon. Oh my God, no one likes us anymore? I didn't think they did. Anyway, anyway, this is for Jim. Thanks, Jim. Oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. The one and only sign up. I like to think you lined up and thought, where's everybody else? I thought this was a popular show. Oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. Don't let the fact that you're getting sung all by your lonesome be any indication of what content lies ahead. Oh, Jim. We got loads of shows, we got loads of vows, we got loads of jokes, we got loads of flowers. Ooh, everything's true, apart from, of course, the flowers. Jim. We ended it on an A major seventh. Thank you, Jim. 
Um, yes, thank you. I, I don't know. Normally I would say more names than that, but there's only one. It's Jim. Thanks, Jim. Anyway, Jim, thank you. If you'd like to be like Jim and maybe have a full song just for yourself, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Anyway, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? So, today's review, where I review something paranormal so you don't have to review it for yourself, because that would be madness, of course, is about a special that 14 Times have put out. I think they put it out intending to be just put out in time for Halloween, but it kind of came out right at the back end of October, so it wasn't in time for Halloween. Either way, I'm holding a copy of it in my very hands, and it's Ghosts and Hauntings, Spectres, Spooks and Restless Spirits. And it's all just about that. And it is $6.99, or £7, if you just want to add a penny. But it's worth every single penny because it covers only ghosts. It's not like a normal 14 times episode or edition, if you will. It covers everything from Berkeley Square. We've got um, the cage. You know that place called the cage? Do you know that place called the cage? Maybe I should do something on the cage. Anyway, Ghost Hunt at the House of Suicides. That's an article in there. The Chemo Haunting Theatre, or the Chemo Theatre Haunting. I'm just looking through and reading out. Siri, oh, sorry, Spurious, Spurious Spirits. Don't use words I can't pronounce 14 times. The Anatomy of a Ghost, the Dundee Ghost. The Haunting Melody, The Old Man of Hulsall Moss, which me and Becca feature on this week's Patreon, by the way, Divin Jinnah. Um, the Most Taunted House in London, that's Berkeley Square or Berkeley Square, depending on where you're from. The Ghosts of the Cecil Hotel or Cecil Hotel, depending on where you're from. The House That Was Haunted to Death. I have no earthly idea what that is because I haven't read it fully yet. The Ghosts of the Ostrich Inn, basically, and also Harbinger Ghost or Harbinger. Harbinger? Har I thought it was Harbinger. Harbinger Ghost, such as the Vargoda, Vardoga. Anyway, in a nutshell, buy it because... If you're into it, and you clearly are, because you're listening to me, and I highly doubt you're just into me, unless you're Jim. Hi, Jim. Um, get it, because it's brilliant. Loads of brilliant articles by amazing journalists about the topic we love. I've only read in depth one article, and it's the one that me and Beck do on this week's Patreon. But if the remainder is like that article, it's going to be a fantastic read. But my trouble is, as you may well know, is I can't read. I mean, I can read. I'm not like, you know, unable to read. But when I read, I fall asleep. That's my issue. Um, so it's going to take me a good month to get through this and several good naps. But I'm intrigued to see about it. So now, I'm really intrigued about this ghost hunt at the House of Suicides because you may recall I um, one of the most fascinating stories about ghosts I've ever read is in a book about Catholic ghosts that was printed in the 60s or 50s and I managed to find in a bookstore. Anyway, one of the, it, it doesn't tell you the place. It kind of says, oh, the place wants to remain a secret, but it's got like a pond outside. It's a big stately home and outside it, like loads of people have drowned. Men have walked from farms miles away to shoot themselves at this pond. There's been hangings at this pond. It's like this pond is a, a negative it's like something out of Ghostbusters, do you know what I mean? Like a portal. Um, and I'm intrigued by it. So I'm hoping that article uncovers 
where it is. I actually took a photograph of every page of the story and sent it to Paul Bastel from um, both Ghost Story Guys and Mysteries and Monsters because he is, you know, he's like, he's like Google for the paranormal and was like, can you tell me where this is? Um, but I don't think there's enough information within that story. So hopefully that's what that is, but we will find out when I get to read it. Anyway, my review for 14 times, Ghosts and Hauntings, Spectres, Spooks and Restless Spirits, $6.99, wherever you get good magazines from. I got it from WH Smiths. Um, it's two thumbs up as far up into the sky as you possibly can. In fact, past God. Sorry, God. That is that blasphemous? I don't know. Anyway, past God and even God himself would be like, why are there only arms? Shouldn't it be thumbs? Be like, no, it's so good. It's like right up there. Um, that's what that's how good it is. Yeah. So two thumbs up, past God. Is it bad that the altar boy in me is like, have you just blasphemed? What is this Catholic guilt? I'm 44. How long will I live to be 45 the way things are going? I'm probably going to hell because I keep blaspheming. Anyway, we've had an email in from Jan and they've wrote two real paranormal stories from my workplace. That's the title. Hmm. Hi, guys. Hi. I've discovered your podcast six months ago and I'm hooked. God bless you, Jan. Um, these are two of a few experiences I've had at my work. So these are Jan's experiences. My interest in the paranormal was sparked 23 years ago when I started working at the local hospital in the evening as a domestic. I was teamed up with another lady to clean a department on the top floor. Straight away, there was a feeling of unease. A very large department with many rooms to clean. It was deadly quiet, as all the staff had left before we arrived. We started to methodically clean a room, and we then locked the door and on we went. We soon got into a routine, and we would stop at about 8 o'clock to have a crafty brew and sit in the patient waiting room to have a natter. It was on one of those unofficial breaks we first heard it. High-heeled distinctive footsteps on what sounded like the floor below, the maternity ward. Nothing unusual there, you might think, but they went the full length of the corridor and stopped. They didn't come back again and were not heard again. That is, until the next night. And every following night for the next 12 months I was on that department. The same high heels going in that one direction and then nothing. Fast forward 23 years and I'm still at the same hospital, now in a different role. I got chatting to a couple of cleaners who were working on my department. They start at 3pm and work until 10pm. I asked them if they've ever got spooked whilst working all alone. One of them replied no, but then proceeded to tell me about footsteps that I heard every night in another department the very same department I worked on 23 years earlier. Now that is spooky. That's a great little first teaser there. I do like that. I mean, hospitals are spooky. Last week, was it last week we reviewed The Power? The one where it's set in London during the rolling power cuts of the 70s. And um, 
obviously it was in a darkened hospital when all the power was out. But it makes me, I've told you about this before, a friend of mine, well, a friend of Becca's, who then became a friend of mine because me and Becca have been together over a decade, um, is an NHS nurse or was an NHS nurse. And during, basically, in Liverpool, there's a new Royal Liverpool Hospital that's been built. And the old one is about half a metre away from it. So they've basically built it just to the side of it and then they're going to demolish the old one. So there was a phase where they were moving over ward by ward. And on one of the nights, apparently, she's this isn't like um, something weird happened other than her being scared, but I could visualise it and I thought, no fucking way. She needed to get one of those. She was doing a night shift and she needed to get, you know, like one of those metal things that's um, like you hook a drip onto like, and it's on wheels, and people can then hold it and go the loo if they want to take the drip with them. She needed to get one of them, and the woman she was with said very casually, oh, yeah, you, there's one at the back of, like, Ward 3C or something. Now, Ward 3C had been closed. It had been moved, so it was in complete darkness, um, and just some of the equipment was shoved at the back, and she had to walk down this corridor just with the light off her phone, um, to get to the back and then get this squeaky metal contraption and work her way back. And the thought of it still to this day sends a shudder down my spine because I just think, no way. It, like, no way, because I know I would just be a curled up ball. I'd end up being put in the hospital. Do you know what I mean? And probably not on that ward either. Anyway, carrying on with Jan's story. But before I do, just to say, this is quite funny, actually. There's um, a room, because I'm in like a big office block sort of thing, there's a room next door where somebody's clearly conducting interviews. And um, it's just making me cringe. You know, I can just hear like, can you give me an example of a time when you've worked as part of a team and as part of a, uh, like also on your own initiative? And there's some poor people in there going, yes, once when I was doing that. And it's just like, Ugh. and I feel like going round and just like, I don't know, Lobbing a Bluetooth speaker in with Guns N' Roses on and saying, shut up. But anyway, I won't do that. Jan's next story. My other strange story involved me working nights about 15 years ago. Still a domestic, doing a deep clean in an outpatient area. We had three waiting areas to do. Suite A, Suite B and Suite C. It was around 11pm and we'd locked ourselves in and proceeded to stack chairs in Suite A so we could scrub the floor. As I turned to pick up the next chair, I clearly saw an arm on the armrest in the furthest away suite, a navy blue sleeve and a tanned hand. I know how crazy that sounds. That is all I could see from the way of the layout. But it was there one minute and then it was gone. My colleague asked me what was wrong. I told her and she told me to stop. She didn't want to hear any more as I was scaring her. Plus, we still had the whole shift ahead of us. I walked towards the end suite, and yes, there was a chair on a corner, but without an armrest. We continued that shift, but with a feeling of dread and unease. To this day, I am baffled by these experiences. I've had other things go on, but these will stick with me forever. Thanks for reading, Jan. Jan, that's bloody terrifying. And you know what's good about Becca's Reddit Corner? Because we pre-record that, obviously. Sorry, I just nearly fell out my chair. One sec. Um, what's good about this week's Becca's Reddit Corner is something seen by someone and then somebody else sees it at the same time. So 
whereas Jan seen this thing, told a mate, and a mate went, fuck off. I'm, no, oh, no, 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 no. You know, if a mate would have went, I can see it, then it's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? It's like verification. And that kind of happens in Becker's Reddit Corner, but you've got that to come, you lucky, lucky baggers. You know what did happen, which, honest to God, put the shit, pardon my friends, it put the willies up me. If that's any better, I don't know. But um, so, um, so my dad's not well. The, you know, that, that's what it is. But hysterically, we were in his yesterday and we're talking away and he's got a lovely long garden, my dad. Very well kept, you know, he always keeps his garden very well kept. And right at the end of the garden, he's got like conifer trees. And as we're stood there looking out at the back, because my brother had just cut the grass, you see. So as we're stood there looking at the grass and all lovely, all this, all that, with my eyes especially... The next thing you know, a nine-foot-high Grim Reaper appears at the end of the garden, like literally stands up, slowly, like, and I mean like slowly, creeps up, and it's the hood side-on of the Grim Reaper, and an absolute panic filled me, and my dad went, oh, look at that, and I was like, it looks like the Grim Reaper, and I genuinely, I thought, <laughs> I genuinely thought, Oh my fucking God, what's going on? Anyway, it turns out the fella behind has had a fence fitted right. And instead of getting rid of the old fence, like you would, he's kept that on my dad's side, like a tit, and just built over it, if you know what I mean. Anyway, in the construction of said fence, he's, the guy who's done it must have knocked the fence that's on my dad's side a bit. And long story short, well, it's not that short, is it? But anyway... A panel's been knocked, it appears, and a nail's given way, and it's swung round. So this piece of dark, like dark, black, like rotten wood has come up as like, you know, it's swung round on the one nail that's still there and stood upright. But honest to God, I wish I should have took a photo of it, really. But I genuinely thought, this is it. This is the Reaper. It's time. And I'm seeing something no one else well, you know, no one else who's living gets to see. Unless it was coming for me. Imagine that. Imagine me dad going, there's nothing there. And me going, no, you're the sick one. Oh, my God. I, would, I think I would have ran away from a plank. I have ran away from a skip before, so there's nothing new there. And that's a true story. Just before we go into Becker's Reddit Corner, um, I obviously wear glasses when I was about 16. There was a big phase in the 90s that gangs of lads, if you were a tough lad, Tough lad, I'm a tough guy. I wear a Berghaus because Berghauses were like 200 quid, which is about 500 quid these days, I imagine. Anyway, and they were like bright yellow. You look like a tit in reality. But when I didn't have my glasses on, I was walking home one day and seeing what I thought was a gang in Berghauses. So I walked a long way home. It took me about two hours instead of 10 minutes. And when I eventually got home, I convinced my dad to drive me up to the local Blockbuster video. Bloody hell, going back. Um, so he could rent a video game. Anyway, he did. And we drove past this gang of lads in yellow Berghauses. My first thought was, they're still there. Oh, they must be up to no good. My second thought was, as we were approaching, they're starting to form an awfully square-like shape. And my third thought was, third thought was, sorry, as we passed, was why do they have Kirby Skips wrote on the side and why are they a skip? And I'd run away from a skip. So yeah, these things do happen, unfortunately, if you have the eyesight of a hedgehog. 
Anyway, shall we go and see Becca in her corner? I think we shall. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. It's beginning to look a lot like Becca. Hello. Welcome to your... Oh, oh no, you do that bit. It's your Reddit Corner. Hooray! Hooray! Where I... I, it's your favourite part of the week. It's my favourite part of the week where I do a very quick search on Reddit and pass you the phone and you read a story. Thanks. Hooray! Hooray. Um, why do you keep looking at the cat? Because I love it. Fair enough. That seems like a good enough reason to look at a cat. Make sure she's okay. This she doesn't need anything. Well, you can tell the title of this story. It's from the, obviously, all these come from the ghost Reddit section, would you call it? Um... What do you call it? Um, or the Reddit? Did you know this? The subreddit. Subreddit. That's yes. the one. Yeah, exactly that. Very low. I used to be very low. Well, I haven't really had a chance to get a word in yet. So. You haven't, have you? No. Well, now you've got a chance to get plenty of words in as I pass you the phone and Thank say, you. please tell us a ghost story. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Still quite low, but I'll let it off. The title of this story is "Spirit of a Faceless Woman Is Following Me." How do they know? What do you mean? Oh, no, it's, it's okay. I was going to say the faceless, but they could still have a body, couldn't they? Yeah. They had no body to go with to the party. Anyway, carry on. You've just been so loud, something in here actually, like, dinged. Does it? Yeah. Like, I, I apologise, audience. Let's begin. Let's begin. Nearly two years ago, I was in a very dark place. During the long sleepless nights I spent abusing drugs and alcohol, I began to see visions of people in my home. Fuck. It started as glimpses of shadows scurrying around corners. The shadows grew bolder, and eventually I would see them standing still, peeking from the corners, watching me. No way. God, this is like a Just Say No advert, isn't it? It Jesus? really is. Just, just, just do it. They were all just shadows. Creepy, but easy enough to ignore. During a particularly dark night, they surrounded me. They watched me all night, creeping closer as I slipped deeper into my depression. I began to see them in the daylight. After this, I started spending as much time out of the house as possible, eventually getting sober. Good for you. Good for you. Well done. Well done, everybody. Things quieted down for a long time. Then I saw her. Who? I got up to use the bathroom, and there was a woman peeking around the corner from the kitchen. off. She had long, curly, greasy hair. Her unnaturally long fingers wrapped around the wall. Her skin was wrinkled and fingernails were long, dirty and chipped. She had no face. In its place was a blurred, swirling mass. I stared at her. She slowly, deliberately withdrew her head behind the corner. Her hands followed a moment later. I charged around the corner no, and found nothing. Not. No, you did not. If you saw that, you'd be charging through the fucking wall. Don't interrupt me. Oh, sorry. I charged around the corner and found nothing. Immediately afterwards, I performed a banishing ritual and the air felt lighter. I haven't seen her since. I drew a picture of her in my sketchbook. Weeks later, I brought a girl home from the bar and she stayed the night. Aye, aye. While we were getting ready for bed, she asked if the house was haunted. I was surprised. We hadn't talked about anything spooky or spiritual all night. I said it was, but I'd cleansed it. She said she felt a heavy presence. Later that night, she got out of bed to go to the bathroom and started screaming. I ran to see what had happened, and she was sitting on the kitchen floor, crying. 
she said she saw a woman in the kitchen. The woman charged at her, then disappeared. I asked her to describe the woman, and she couldn't. I showed her my sketch, and she began to bawl hysterically. It was the same woman. I drew sigils on the walls with chalk, and we slept with the lights and TV on. Fast forward about nine months. I'm in a new house in a new town. An old friend comes to visit and sleeps over. As she's leaving, she has me walk her to her car. While standing in the road, she whispers to me that she's a medium, and she saw something that looked like a woman skulking around my home. She describes exactly the same woman as before and warns me she doesn't believe it's a human spirit. She also sensed a strong masculine presence, but couldn't describe him like he was stuck behind a veil. Things have been calm here until recently. Now I'm seeing faces behind corners. I'm hearing footsteps, doors are opening and closing at night, and when everything's quiet, I hear crashing and can't find anything out of place. I've seen a clear silhouette of a man walk into the room as I wrote notes in my office. I saw what looked like the same man running up the stairs, but instead of shadows, this one was a silhouette of pure white light. Yeah, that's an interesting little diversion. He he passed through me and I felt all the heat leave my body. The stray cat I recently let in is very calm, but has a strong reaction to these paranormal activities. I've just done a cleansing with three kings incense and a dragon's blood dipped sage stick. A what? As I write this, I hear the sound of fingernails tapping on different windows throughout my home. Fucking hell. If anyone has any insight on what this is or how to be rid of it, I would greatly appreciate the input. I've had many experiences in the past, but nothing so obsessive or persistent. My medium friend is afraid for my health. I'm afraid for my sanity. You know the you know what that's magnificent as far as stories and visualizations go and stuff like that like as in a terrifying way. Mm. Um, the one thing that, that and I think people will be with me on this. It's like when someone starts saying things like I performed a banishing ritual, I done chalk sigils on the wall, I then dragon wolfsbane blood and all this mm. carry on, and it's a bit like well you're clearly into it. But you're not, you know, yeah. you're not your average Joe. Yeah. You know, and when like your friend going, I'm a medium. Well, what are you if you're doing sigils on walls? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, are you looking? You've clearly got a knowledge of the of the of the paranormal and of the topic. I mean, if there was ever an advert to stay away from drugs, yeah, I feel yeah. like this. Like I, I feel like the government should just take this story and rather than all this kind of like singing and dancing and just say no, kids, like. Tell them that, that out, yeah, and, yeah. and and yeah. But also, yeah. I mean, but at the same time of me being like some kind of pessimist, not pessimistic. What's the word? Um, skeptical. Skeptical about you know. There's a lot of phrasing in there that you wouldn't know unless you were deeply into the topic. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff in there which I think you couldn't, you wouldn't fake if you were faking a story like it passing. Like for example, describing it as a as a white silhouette and it passing mm. through it and the heat leaving a body. You know, these are things which are like, if you're making up a story... You'd... Yeah, because white light is kind of considered Good. positive, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But then, but you know, but maybe it is. I mean, the woman sounds petrifying, the, like the long face. woman sounds fucking terrifying. You know what, though, I was reading that description, I was literally, and this isn't the most flattering thing for me, but I was thinking I could play this woman in a film. I was thinking the exact same <laughs> Where thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the tapping of fingernails on, on windows, and stuff, that's horrible. That's yeah. like... Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one because there's a lot in there where I'm like, hold on, you know what you're talking about. So, so what 
why are you surprised that your friend says she's a medium? Because you sound like you're a, a I mean, bit into it yourself. In fairness, right, you know what you're talking about, but if you saw that woman in this house, it wouldn't be like, why are you surprised? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know yeah, mean, but he was absolutely free. Yeah, but I wouldn't go, all right, I'm going to have to do a banishing... Well, I probably would. <laughs> but I'd have to Google it. Well, she might have Googled it. She might have Googled it. Yeah. I don't, all, all in, like, it's a seesaw and back and forth with it, but it's fucking terrifying. Any comments? Um, yeah, have quite a lot, yeah. Um, so, obviously, we'll go through them all. We'll just kind of look at a few highly rated ones. Um, someone says, this happened to me during a dark time as well. The details were totally different, but overall, same thing, including a boyfriend who said I'd brought something over to his place when I came to visit. I never did smudge or get help or anything. I moved and continued to have some issues, but eventually the situation faded away. Now that I have a more un- a more understanding of these things, I really do think that the greatest solution is through finding a healthier place mentally and emotionally. Mm. Otherwise, by bringing in mediums or cleansing, etc., you're mostly just treating the symptoms and not the real problem. Good yeah. luck to you. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I would kind of agree with that. I mean, there's a, I, I, I've made a few statements before about attention with certain things like these. I do think, you know, my mum used to say, if you want to see a ghost, you'll see a ghost. Mm. Right? Yeah. And I, unfortunately, I'll never get to know what she meant by that. But part of me thinks that it's one of two things. It's either if you believe that much, then anything becomes a ghost. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the heating going on yeah. is a ghost. The blah, blah, blah. Or it's, you you pay it so much attention, it will start showing itself to you. And I think there's a lot of these stories where if you stop paying attention, and I think this is what skeptics do quite a lot of the time when they're in haunted houses. When a skeptic in a haunted house and haunted stuff's going on, they rationalise it, they rationalise it, they rationalise it. And eventually, the thing that's haunting the house thinks, oh, I can't be fucking arsed. And just stops. <laughs> Genuinely. Mm. I, I, do, I do think that's what takes place. And that's why you will have, you'll often hear stories saying, well, Jeff lived in the house tw- 10 years before they moved in and nothing happened. Bet it did, but I bet you Jeff just blanked it for about two months. Yeah, well, again, then why, like, the secrecy and why things that could be rationalised? Why doesn't anyone just come out and be like, right, listen, here's the crack. I am a ghost. Because you've got, you always like have these ghosts that like they're from a Bradford and Bingley. No, just a bit reasonable. No, like, where they come out with a briefcase and go, right, sit down then. Oh, I'm a ghost. No, Here's just like all this like tapping and nonsense. Like if it can be rational, why do things that can be rationalised? Why don't you just come out and say it? Well, maybe it's not. They are like they said. It's not an. Maybe it's an entity. It's not a human spirit. Maybe it's just the essence of fear personified. It's doing. There's an there's an there's an energy that just personifies itself as fear and does things to scare you. I think that if you want to see a ghost, you'll see a ghost. Is kind of about suggestibility. Mm. Largely, I think it's the same kind of reasoning that we have that I have against you bringing a Ouija board into the house. That yeah. I feel I I'm very confident that you just absolutely freak yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, as ever, Becca, thank you for allowing us into your corner. Um, I've read it. You're welcome. Um, would you like to sign off in any particular way? You can you can choose how to sign off. 
I would yes. suggest, if you want to say any other comments, have you noticed something of interest? Do you see no, no, there's just one of someone says, um, I'm sorry, I have no advice, but holy shit, this is the scariest fucking thing I've ever read. And I'm so <laughs> sorry you're dealing with this. Maybe get a medium to cleanse the space, a fucking priest. I don't know, man. You need that shit out ASAP. Fair play. It's obviously had quite an impact on that person. I, I always think, what did they do? What did they do when they pressed send on that message? Did they like throw the phone and put yeah. their, their hands and Phew. go, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you, Becca. You're welcome. Tatty bye, everyone. Bye, guys.